This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. I'm back, baby! I'm back! The boys are back in town! Turned around, guys. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. We are back. We are back. We are getting back. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Have all four sidekicks ever been in the same place at the same time? Don't call us sidekicks. Not after today. I'm back in business, baby! Why let them tell us what to do? It's simple. Get on board or get out of the way. You just don't get it, do you? You went off mission. That was a huge mistake. Impulse? That's so crash! I'm back, baby! Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of Everyone Loves Young Justice podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Jay. And this podcast is brought to you and hosted by the Batman Universe. Net. You can find us on social media at ELYJ Podcast. We have a Blogspot page, and I feel so bad for saying this. Like, I'm going to do a Blogspot page, and I'm going to update it. And it hasn't been updated in a while, I think. <laughs> Episode 13 of Young Justice was the last one I updated, and we're recording 19. So eventually, that's what I'm going to do over Thanksgiving and get everything back up. But if you want to see the Blogspot page, you can find us at everyonelovesthedrake.blogspot.com. So since this Tim Drake's in both of those shows, that's where some of the extra content that uh, we will be able to control will be there, be it pictures or Jay's new office setup. Maybe an image will appear on there. So you I can do find- have at least one The Drake piece up. So Ah, see, as long as The Drake... F- Figures in somewhere, it's fair game. Or if I think something's cool, I'll just I'll post it. Yeah, but I'll ask the owner. First. Oh, lots of lots of cool stuff here. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking around. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, well, okay, I have one Tim Drake piece up, but still, it's a cool one. See, that's that's all you need right there. Uh, we got a Facebook page at facebook.com slash EOYJPod, and you can email into the show at EOYJPodcast at yahoo.com. And if you listen on iTunes, leave a review that'll help spread the word of the show. We'll read your review on the show, which I need to go back through the review section. But I figure once we get through what we're getting ready to talk about and the pastures will be a little bit greener again, then we can kind of... 
you know, Let, have some fun with it. Let's give a little uh, shout out to another uh, another uh, show that I think we've both been on, uh, the yeah. uh, Batman Book Club. Yes. Anytime anyone says leave a, a nice word, I always want to follow it up now with, and that word is, is panic. panic. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone says that, that's all I, I know. I, I automatically think that, and I was mouthing it when I did uh, three <laughs> jokers with them. I, I w- was like, okay, don't actually say it out loud because I listen in the car. I end up saying, and the word is yeah. panic. Yeah, that's uh, one of those lines from a movie that you don't think you'd ever get use of, but then you end up getting some good use out of it. So. <laughs> and the other thing that you, I'm sure that you maybe don't quote out loud. Maybe you quote it out loud. I know that I do sometimes. When it says it's uh, Lauer spelled like lower, lower. That's right. So a good buddy of the show, Ryan. We're just going to plug shows here here on this episode. The Batman Book Club hosted by uh, Ryan Lauer spelled like lower uh, on Instagram. He and I covered uh, the mud pack uh, several months ago. You did did three jokers. Didn't you do uh, another uh, book a couple months ago? We... uh, the one previous before that was the 25th anniversary for or yeah, 25th anniversary for Batman Forever and we decided to do the novelization written by Peter David. Yeah, well, there we go tying it all back together. Tying it all back together. Thank you Ryan Lauer. Check is in the mail. <laughs> so uh yeah, the whole like little deviation there um I think I had like psyched myself out, like oh, I was going to do Lonely Place of Dying because that's the the hill that I built the uh, Drake Church on, if you will. And uh, I I decided to do something completely different and did Batman and Son. He's like, I really thought you were going to do Lonely Place of Dying, and I was like, I probably should have. So every time I'm on, he's like, I promise we'll get to Lonely Place of Dying <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but we've done everything but. So go check his show out. Really, yeah. and uh, I. He, He'd had a wonderful Halloween series of episodes recently. Um, Then I did, most recently, um, Three Jokers. Then he had Pete Vera on doing Joker Joker War. So a nice, you know, 80th anniversary special for the Joker in there. So... Yeah, it's a good show. Quickly uh, has quickly become one of my uh, favorite listens just because of uh, the great guests he has. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, present company included and excluded, I suppose. Could uh, <laughs> Ditto. With, my, with, my, with myself here. Uh, but um, uh, also just, uh, you know, like you said, Peter Vera, Justin Kowalski's been on there, Garrett Grev, mm-hmm. you know, tons of great Batman guys and covering some really, really really uh <clears throat> great batman stories some of them expected and some of them unexpected so it's uh yeah go uh, go get that a listen and uh yeah thanks for listening to everyone loves young justice everyone yeah so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's at the end of the show we're gonna plug uh, another podcast and get out of here so it, it's it's been a little bit if you listen to episode 18 we've kind of explained we did like our summer hiatus you know Jay was in the process of moving, and my wife had back surgery, so kind of let things, you know, um, die down is the wrong word, but kind of took a little bit of a break, and we had enough shows in the can that we were doing one one a month, and I think technically we let the last month go by and not have anything, but that's just to give you and I both a chance to kind of breathe, and in that point, the half of the show that we've been covering, if you listen to episode 18, the final issue of Young Justice 2019-2020 has finally been released. It's been out in the open, so 
We're going to wrap up the Brian Michael Bendis era of Young Justice on this episode or episodes, depending on uh, how this goes here. So we'll be looking at, over the course of, like I said, one or two episodes, uh, issues 16 through issue 20. Now, some of these could go at breakneck speed, where it's like the thing that I said on issue 16 applies to 17. Let's go to 18, you know? Yeah, same thing, but about Superboy instead of Impulse. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, the thing I said about Drake. And there's some, I don't want to jump the gum, but there's a prediction that you made, I think, in episode might have been 18 could have been 17 of something that you thought like you were like please don't let this be the thing that happens and that thing actually happened and i reread a particular issue today and i started laughing i'm like i wonder what jay is going to think about his prediction if you even remember that you made it and we'll we'll get to it we get yeah we'll get to it because i think i might remember what you're talking about (laughs) but i also don't remember what you're talking about It's kind of like one of those things when somebody says, I didn't say that. And they start recalling, like, remember, you were over there. And you start going, oh, oh, crap, I did say that. Okay, but I didn't say it exactly like that. Right. So technically I'm correct, which is the best kind of correct. So So it was funny in in reviewing issue 15 for Young Justice, we – and I think I even recorded a bumper into it saying like, hey, we were we're going to say stuff in this episode that we were going to kind of say we like that they're out there. But reviewing the book is unfortunately starting to become a chore. And the more something becomes a chore, the less your heart is into it. And I was really wanting to try and say, oh, we'll do a 2019 book and we'll go to 98. And then somehow we it's probably due to me, we got stuck in the Bendis era and we weren't finding time or I wasn't allowing time to get back to 98. And I think you could tell over the couple episodes in a row where it was just, you know, the the Bendis era, we were having the same thing. So Jay and I had kind of talked like, I think we're just going to say like, oh, elsewhere, uh, this is what happened in 2020 and now back to 98, you know, or yeah. something like that. And about the time we say, hey, we're just going to kind of gloss over it and only point out some highlights is the time that DC decides to end a whole series of books and Young Justice. I'm torn. It's like, fortunately, unfortunately, because with a book getting canceled that maybe something you weren't really excited about reading, you're going, well, at least I can save, you know, $3.99 on a book and I don't have to buy that again. But then the back of my mind, I go, so is that the last time I'm going to see any of these characters? Like, I don't, I don't want to not read it because I'm not liking it, but I also don't want to not read it and go, well, I kind of liked seeing Impulse again. So are, were you were you like conflicted the same way or were you just like, okay, I'm ready to move on? No, I mean, it, it's pretty much the same thing with me. Going over you know, the, the tweet that you sent out earlier, you know, the little poll that you did. I don't, yeah, I don't and, know if I'm... And we will get to that, by okay. the way. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, not sure if I'm showing your hand here. No, but, no, I mean, no, no. Kind of the uh, general consensus that a lot of people say is like, you know, it's great seeing the characters. It's been great having an outlet for... Tim and Bart and Connor and Cassie and everyone. I like and love the fact that they at least have a presence somewhere. But I mean, the book just never actually took off. It never went anywhere. Didn't (laughs) actually seem to have any sort of uh, trajectory. 
it just it, it just kind of I mean, I, which I'm sure we'll uh, kind of go into this with each of these issues. But it's it, I mean, it felt like it was just spinning its wheels in each issue, yeah. almost repeating the same kind of structure with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it, it it wasn't even feeling like it was wanting to do anything or say anything with the characters. So I mean, it's almost like a I'm glad. It would have been nice if uh, you know it, it got to go on, and then issue twenty one picked up with a another creative team. Yeah, yeah. Because then we would at least know, hey, we'll be able to you know see these characters again in the future. It's almost, I mean, I hate to use a term like it, but almost like a mercy killing at this point. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Because and I and I hate that I feel that way about it. I yeah yeah, but. It also kind of re-energizes me to your point that because, uh, you know, talking in terms, you know, that we that we would both understand as musicians, it's like sometimes, you know, you, we, when you have songs to practice and you really, really want to get to this one because, you know, it, it's got, you know, for you, like the really cool driving groove or mm-hmm. me, you know, that, you know, cool little, you know, bass line or lick that's in there. But you've got this other song that is kicking your butt, not because it's difficult, but just because you're learning it because you have to. Right. But then right. you don't want to move on from it until you get it down solid because you want to get it down solid and not have to worry about playing it anymore. But right. you know, you also don't want to just come back and have to you know, redo it later and revisit it because you didn't get it down well enough. It was almost like this, that it was uh, – one of those books that, you know, we were reading and covering because, you know, that's kind of the MO of our show here is covering all things Young Justice. But it did feel like, you know, the obligation in everything yeah. here. But now that, you know, we've reached the end, I don't necessarily think it's going to make me view the final issues necessarily any more favorably as when I read them when it wasn't, you know, the future of the series wasn't, you know, quite so positive. But it does it does make me excited to be able to, you know, go back and focus more on the 98 series. You know, when we were texting a couple weeks ago, I I made a mention about, you know, the sooner we get past this, the sooner we get to Slowbo. I know. And, you know, just just stuff like that, the animated series, you know, that tie-in comic, all that stuff. You know, it kind of re-energizes me to to get excited to dive into that. Yeah. And uh, something like while you were talking, I got even to thinking – you know, we were talking about the, the tie-in comics to the animated series, and we can kind of play in that wheelhouse for a little bit. There was actually a video game that ties in between season one and season two of the TV series. And I was like, I wonder if we could have to do a commentary, because I'm sure it's out there on YouTube, that somebody took all of the animation, like, movie sequences and put them all together because i remember playing the game with my wife it was actually kind of a co-op game you could pick between i think four or five different characters young justice legacy all cutscenes, game movie 48 minutes and two seconds (laughs) see there you that that could be i i pull in a seinfeld reference that's the show you know (laughs) so yeah there are plenty of opportunities for young justice and i was even flipping through like even in the 98 book you know they dip over into Supergirl and they dip over into, you know, the Robin title. They dip mm-hmm. over into the Impulse title and some other events going on. So uh, we were talking about the poll. So I'm going to pull this up. 
I, I wasn't thinking <laughs> clearly enough. I probably should have put this out in the beginning of the week. But in just in the four or five hours that I've had it up, we've had about 11 votes, which I thought that's that's pretty good yeah. in, in just a four or five hour span. And and it's about where you think it is. So it'll be up for 20 hours. By the time you're hearing this episode, you won't be able to vote on it. But uh, go back to the Twitter feed and you can leave some uh, questions and comments. And there are some in here, so I'll, I'll read those. The tweet that I had put up was, what were your thoughts about the 2019-2020 Bendis era of Young Justice? Also leave a comment. We'll add it to the show tonight. So I put up four possibilities, and I was using the animated series and using uh, Dick Grayson's, you know, the Dick Grayson isms that he would use as that's so crash from impulse as being that's great. Feeling the aster is something that's good. And of course, whelmed would be okay. And feeling the mode is bad. The way that it arrives here at 936, uh, my time in Ohio, is that 54 percent 54.5% have said they were whelmed okay by the book which i mean if you've been listening to the show long enough i th- i think that's pretty much the baseline where people are at there's a two-way tie for feeling the mode bad and feeling the aster is good at 18.2 percent and then the great uh, comet or uh that's, that's so, so crash. crash. <laughs> the crash so crash is at nine point one percent, and then we have a couple. Uh, we have three comments here from BJ Shea. It makes me want to read the OG series again. Fun to see the gang together, but the book just never went anywhere. The Devil's Advocate says, uh, "Glad the characters are back together, but the, del- the delivery was just meh. It made me want to read the original run and Teen Titans with the new crew again. What with that crew again?" And then Isaiah Stevens here says, untapped potential that never got a chance to grow, which is pretty much what we have have been saying here. So Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that, you know, in, in the silver lining of, you know, at least faint praise <laughs> is, you know, if something makes you want to read something else, you know, it's like, you know, I liked getting the characters here but it made me want to go and read more stories about those characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's never a bad thing. I mean, even if it is, you know, it wasn't that it was great seeing them. It wasn't that great of a book. It made me want to read the better book. But, you know, that's at the very least, it didn't completely burn you for these characters and the title in general. So um, I'd say that's at least a somewhat positive reaction. Cause I mean, that's the same boat I'm in, you know, like I just said, you know, I'm re-energized and excited to be able to focus more on the other young justice titles over the years. Now that we are, we're moving past this one. Yeah. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see where some of these characters go. And then we've got future state looming and that's an entire conversation that it's that's an entire conversation all on its own and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're not going to, we're going to talk about that right now. So let's, let's just start this and we'll look at the cover for issue 16 of young justice, the emancipation of Bart Allen. I want to say the fantabulous emancipation of one Bart (laughs) Allen. It's kind of stuck in my head. So a cool cover. And I didn't realize this, that gold goalie Winsick, if I'm saying that right, probably, probably not is doing the art but uh 
El Tabe and John Timms are doing the covers for all the rest of the book. So um, I didn't even remember, was Tim's last book, Drawing the Interiors, was that 15? It might have been because uh, Godlewski, I think is how you pronounce God, it. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure yeah, he's on I it just for the looked. rest of the series. Yeah, Tim's and uh, Godlewski, as you said, or I'm going to butcher, they were both <laughs> on 15. So Tim's that's, that's last right, right. book was, full book was uh, 14. Yeah, I mean, this is a cool cover, though. I like the, you know, really kind of fractally look of it with mm-hmm. uh, the different like Bart in the middle, middle, but then all the other Barts running around him, almost like a kaleidoscope. And then, you know, the various scenes in the backgrounds, which are just kind of, uh, nothing really stands out, but it does give you an idea of what the story that Bart's going to tell in here. But yeah, this is definitely, I think of uh, this run of issues that we're on right now. I think this is far and away my favorite cover of the lot yeah i definitely like this one again like you said just the the little bit of kind of almost everything that we've done throughout this series is pretty much encapsulated in in some degree in this in in some manner let's just get into this the i did like this i don't know if we've had a really full bart allen impulse issue probably uh, let's <laughs> I'm going to get the sound sounds bad to say this. I'm going to get the good out of the way first. <laughs> I did like the story that they were trying to tell with impulse. And I'm trying to remember if it was this book or not. Uh, yes. Is when he is, is, is bouncing around his own multiverse. So I can't remember what the event was in pre new 52 continuity that how Bart died. Did he die at the hands of Clue Master like it shows in here with him getting sucked into like the Americas of the book? He's telling Connor kind of what's happened this whole entire time that he was essentially like zapped into nothingness and then he found his way out. And I was trying to figure out is is this re replaying part of his original history and how he died? I'm not sure because I mean of the the three, at least the the boys Bart, Tim, and Connor. It's Bart that I have the least, I don't know if like extracurricular <laughs> knowledge. I'm the of. same way. Like what I've read of his solo book, I love, but mm-hmm. I haven't read much of it. And then I know, you know, going on, he eventually, you know, becomes Kid Flash after. I don't remember if it's after or kind of it happens during it, but, you know, um, Deathstroke shoots his kneecap out. Yeah. He has to get it replaced. And then he, you know, uh, absorbs all the information from a library by like just reading everything. I think he was aged up quite a bit at one point and he actually became the flash for a minute or two. Yeah. In that weird period where Wally was maybe not there, Barry had just come back and then Bart ages up and everything. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, flash, I mean, any sort of um, flash facts, I'm a, I'm a little uh, nearly as well-versed as, like, the, the Batman and Superman families, so I'm not entirely positive. Yeah. Uh, this, this could just be the uh, the easy out, because it makes sense, could, you know. Yeah. Mirror Master just doing something that messes with the Speed Force, which causes Bart to run across different multiverses. The The other little bit of... Goodwill. I'm <laughs> sorry, Bendis. But 
I like Bart and Connor's relationship in this. Like going clear mm-hmm. back to issue one, or probably technically issue three, where Connor finally finds Bart, and he, you know, we had laughed in discussing that issue where Bart is hugging Connor, mm-hmm. and Bart's or Connor's like, "Okay, you can let go." And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> not gonna you know it was such a, a a cute moment where i was like oh that that's really cool to see and then over time it's these cute moments or it's these little things of like oh th- that looks like the thing that i love but it's not actually the thing that i love it like mirror master it's like you're holding an image to the thing that i like but the mirror is like funhouse mirrors it's distorting it mm-hmm. a, a little bit so but i i did like this where Bart, for the first time in this book, is not running. He's sitting, he's talking, and getting all of the stuff out to Connor. Yeah, and so I, I, I like the the one line that Bart has at one point where he's like, you know, if I stop running, you know, all that's going to – what is it? You know, that maybe I run around so much because when I stop, I have to deal with actual stuff. Yeah. That, that was a really good mature line. Uh, and yeah, I mean – in broad strokes, you know, like you, I really like. I really like that this is focused on Bart and Connor and their friendship. I, I like that. I mean, some of the details, you know, is where it kind of loses me a little bit, or in some cases, a lot. <laughs> but I mean, just the general idea of it being these two friends who have both been lost for so long, reconnecting to try to figure themselves out again. I liked that idea and the execution of it, at least in general, I, I was, I had a positive reaction to. So the flip side of the coin, (laughs) the rest of it, (laughs) the, the rest of it is, I think it's, it's putting the exclamation point on the thing that we've been asking since issue one that is constantly brought up over and over again is what happened to them. Why don't they know what they know? Where have they been? And I'm glad I don't have to say this name much longer so I can get <laughs> the the Drake back in a positive way for the other show. But Drake shows up. Tim shows up and yeah. says, let's go to the Hall of Justice to see if we can get to the bottom of the mystery of us. And I'm like... We are, I don't know if we knew at 16 the book was ending or not, but I was, after I read this, I'm like, 16 issues, and we're still asking the same question with like, oh, because of space-timey stuff. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, I, go ahead. I was more favorable to this than the Superboy issue that was pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Because even though this answered the question with an answer that we pretty much already knew that we could have figured out on our own. The thing about the Superboy issue was it, you know, replayed scenes from this exact series trying to tell us something new. And it wasn't anything new. And it was, you know, I mean, it was really almost the literal definition of filler. It was, we don't have anything to put here. So we're just gonna, you know, write a bunch of words put some images you've already seen from previous issues mm-hmm. and make it seem like we're answering questions. So even though Bart, you know, finding out that Bart disappeared because he was running through the multiverse and going to different earths, we could have guessed that. In fact, mm-hmm. I had pretty much guessed that. I'm sure you had pretty much guessed that. I'm pre- yeah, yeah. pretty sure everybody had guessed that is that <laughs> but I mean, he's a flash. 
flashes get lost in the speed force and in the multiverse all the time. So, I mean, it's something that we could have guessed. But the approach here was at least to try to get us on the same page as Bart to to see what he went through in all this. And so I did like it a little bit more, even though it was kind of the same thing. It wasn't really telling us anything uh, revelatory that either we didn't already know or that we couldn't have pieced together. And even in the manner that they told us, just waiting 16 issues to find this out, it was, I mean, it was, it was too little too late. You know, there were emotional yeah. beats, like when Bart, you know, almost, you know, starts breaking down, mm-hmm. you know, in front of uh, the Hall of Justice where he finds the statues of like uh, uh, Sissy Cassie, himself and tim and you know he just doesn't know how to compose himself it's just i don't know if if this had come earlier if yes. the, if the series actually cared enough to get a to spend time focusing on the characters themselves and not on the circumstances and things that have happened to them it would have landed better but it, i mean this whole series has almost been like here are some mysteries about characters that you love. Let's find out, you know, the answers to the mysteries themselves without actually giving us the characters that we love. You know, yeah. like even though we both have, you know, strong emotional attachments to, you know, Tim especially, but Connor and Bart and mm-hmm. and all the others, that there there really isn't any reason to care. I mean, there's no emotional <laughs> attachment to anything here. No. And uh, I think the – like – I'm just going to repeat what you just <laughs> said here. But I think the, the thing that grabbed me the most the first time I saw it was him standing in front of the Hall of Justice at the memorial. Like at this point, I think at issue six, I would have been like, oh my gosh, what happened? How How did these characters happen to die in this universe, like, oh my gosh, m- my boy was one of them, and and Bart was one of them. Now I'm looking at it, going, oh, that that would have been a story, and I think I'm supposed to care about it, but I I don't. I should, and I feel bad for saying that. It's just this in some books where you're reading it, you know, you go, oh, this is clearly to pad out the the trade and the I wouldn't say the completest to me because I've said through the whole show I've bought double covers for both <laughs> these. I've I've loved most of the covers in Rebirth, and I've even said that I think in a lot of cases, the B cover is usually far superior than the normal no, standard cover. We didn't cover. talk about that one with this one. That is not the case with this issue. No, that that, that is not the case of... It's, uh, a, it, it's cute, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. So we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Them eating pizza and... Connor floating above them, very pizza boxes. What is it like? Chibi looking, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, again, it's cute, but it's uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah, I did it because of Tim. But so it's one of those where people say, you know, putting your money where your mouth is. This would have been very easy to, to go. All right, I I don't I don't need two covers for this book that I'm to use a Young Justice term whelmed on. But I was invested in the idea, and I'm kind of told my wife I was like, "Hey, I'm going to be down two books, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. We we won't be labor sixteen, yeah. but but I get my my point was you can look at a trade if, if I if I was going to buy the the trade for this, which I'm not going to. 
a lot of these trades, I would go filler, filler, filler. Like yeah. where where's the meat of it? I think, and I think I said before, you could probably throw out half of these books and really a twenty issue book. You could do a ten issues of this series and still get the same through line and not be really out yeah, much of the story. Completely agree. Uh, I mean, to end this issue on a high note, the, I mean, it, it looks nice. There are some yes. nice looking uh, pages. Godlewski's style complements Tim's very, uh, very well. So it's not jarring that no. uh, there was an artist uh, swap. I mean, some of the stuff, even though I don't care one bit about Superboy's fight with that green monster, no. I mean, it's staged fairly well. I do love like some of the coloring work from uh, It's El Tape, right? From Get yep. El Tape. Yeah, he was doing it. Like when Bart loses consciousness and then the panels get progressively grayer and grayer before mm-hmm. it's black and white. That's really cool. And then, you know, that double page spread where, you know, he's running across the different universes. Yeah. It's a very, I like that page. Yeah. It's a very flash page, you know, that we've seen (laughs) a million times with all the flashes, but it's still, you know, a a really cool sequence. And even Mirror Master's effect on Bart, where he kind of becomes globular (laughs) as he's ripped apart, (laughs) that looks really cool. And I mean, again, even, even though the emotional impact of it didn't hit, you know, seeing Bart's boot on the ground in front of the the Hall of Justice, you know, that's really good framing yeah. and, and some really good silent storytelling there. But, I mean, again, it's just, you know, not an awful lot happens that gives me a reason to care about what's happening here. Yeah. Well, let's move on to issue 17 of Young Justice. Now, this is a cover. I think you said this is the... 16 was probably the better of the covers that we're looking at. And I actually have two covers that I like more than uh, 16. And it would be this one and uh, 18 when we get to it for for a different reason. Okay. But Uh, I I like the left half of this cover. Not that I don't like the right half, but... Uh, I mean, there there's good reason not to <laughs> like some of the write up, but no, I mean this this is a cool cover in and of itself, even with the Drake. But I, I do like the old school Young Justice versus the you know new school looks for the boys. You know that's really cool, and this variant is actually you know pretty good too. I'm not sure who did it. Like, I'm looking well, that up here. Um, let's see, let's say uh, f- Merca and Dolfo. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's it's a cool cover too. I mean, just one of those cool you know hero pose covers, but uh, it's not bad. But I do like this cover. I didn't mean that as a slight to the cover. No, no, to no. Say any of them were bad, but I just like the weird kind of fractally look of the uh, impulse cover. I just thought it was really creative and clever. Oh yeah, as far as from like an art standpoint, everything else. If this was the Drake podcast, I'd be going, oh, this is poster worthy. Like I could see. Going to John Tim's booth and seeing the cover for seventeen as a as a print, yeah, yeah, totally. to to sign. I don't know if sixteen works well enough that he would probably do a print, but this one eighteen, you know, probably twenty would be the prints that you would probably find at his booth. You know, here are poses for my for my favorite characters. Slap them on the wall, and then and they would be great. And you know, the title for this one says Growing Pains on the Front. So This is also really good because with Bart's updated costume, there are aspects of it that I look like look at and I'm like, is that different than it was on his original costume? Yeah. So I had to go look it up, but um, you know, it has them side by side here and I'm honestly kind of surprised that the original costume has kind of the 
bolder, thicker lightning bolt running around the side of his torso. Because that looks like something that, you know, in the modern day and age where everything needs all sorts of piping and, you know, paneling and everything, you'd think that would have it. But uh, the newer one is at least a little more streamlined in that regard. And I actually thought like, oh, I bet they got the image flipped. And I went to a 98 book and I'm like, nope, that's the right costume. So I had the same thought of like, Boy, the the one on the left really looks like it's busier. That's that's got to be a, an artist mistake. No, it's just a Rob mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you got a red leather jacket, Superboy, and Tim in his classic and incredible costume. <laughs> classic, right? Very good. Definitely not talking about the right hand side. Not talking about the Drake. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So this issue takes place during, actually, right after the events of Leviathan. So back in the action comics era that we had briefly talked about in an episode, this is the aftermath of that event that was going on in there. So that was a little different to take a detour. I felt like we've done two things. In this book, we've talked at nauseum about them getting out of the multiverse, and then once they get out of the multiverse, they're dropped right back in another event. So they don't. The book didn't really have time to go. All right, we spent ten issues with them trying to figure out how to get home. Now that they're home, now we got this world event going on that we don't get a chance to start a new story. That being said, I did like this little these little moments in here that again, this was something I think we wanted initially. Like I want to see a moment with wonder woman and wonder girl and Robin and Batman and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And seeing how the other characters are going to, you know, Jenny and amethyst, which I want to get to her in just a minute here, but seeing them all interact. And this opens up with, and I wasn't sure what this was when I first read it, but you find out, it's a father and daughter that has a food truck and you know they're here during the cleanup and the father is explaining to his daughter like we all we all have jobs to do we this is what he has taken on to how he can give back to his community and you start realizing over the first couple pages that oh they they're like they work, they work in the food service a mobile food truck so her going out and doing a, something as simple as giving water like you know i i work for you know a home distribution warehouse and we're anytime there's a natural disaster in the world we're we're tied with fema so something as simple as i know when i help put generators and bottles of water and cleaning supplies going to a truck that even though i physically wasn't there during the cleanup i know the things that i'm doing at my job somebody took that bucket to help clean their house or gather their belongings or the person that's just so down or somebody that's working is taking that drink of water that I got to be part of that chain. So that's kind of the, the through point of this issue that even the smallest little thing can turn out to be what you think is so small and insignificant could be something really great and impactful to somebody else. So I liked the issue for that. So how did you feel about the narrative of of this story? I liked the, (laughs) (laughs) well, Rob, let me tell you, (laughs) like like I said, I mean, going to be a lot of copy and paste here. I liked the intent. I love, I mean, I love the idea of, uh, 
focusing on a quote unquote regular person in the midst of you know a huge superhero battle or whatever. I mean that's that's what I loved, you know, the Gotham Central comic book. Mm, you know, Batman yeah, Batman was barely in it, but his presence was still felt, but you also didn't really care because the character work with the GCPD was just so good. So I love the idea of taking I mean even even with like Superman supporting cast, you know, one of my favorite books of the past several years, if not of all time. I'm not going to lie was Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. I've that, heard great things about the book, and I have not read it. It is – I mean, I'm repeating myself here because <laughs> I would say it anytime <laughs> someone posts about I mean, it is art. It is incredible. I mean, it's, it's both heartfelt when it needs to be and incredibly goofy and silly and weird and silver agey when it wants to be. And they both work perfectly together. I mean, it, it is genuinely one of the best comic book series I've ever read in my life. Wow. That's how good it was. But I mean, you know, Superman is in it, but he's barely in it. It's mostly about Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> and so like even the rest of Superman's, you know, supporting cast is great. You know, I love popping in and seeing what Bibbo Babowski's doing. And I love seeing, you know, Steve Lombard being a scumbag. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's what makes comic books – and the universes feel bigger and more lived whole in. and lived it. exactly. It, it gives it it gives it a feeling of actual like industry and everything when you have normal people here. So I love the idea of this. I do not like that they did this when we've barely gotten a hold of the title characters in the series. I know, series. I know. Like the, the previous issue, if it had come much earlier in the series, like, hey, let's look at this from the point of view of somebody else. That would have been fine. But, I mean, the problem with this, and, I mean, I, I like, again, I like the idea of that character. I even, like, uh, at the end, doesn't she become, like, an intern at the Hall of Justice? Or the something? Hall of Justice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really cool seeing a character want to do good and doing it the way that she knows how, which is by, you know, handing out food and giving people water and then, you know, volunteering to actually, you know, work with, you know, superheroes. I love that idea. I love the inspiration of that. It's just... You know, to this point, we've barely got a feel for how these stories are impacting, you know, the the heroes in the book. So seeing how it impacts a normal person in that world, I wouldn't say it necessarily falls flat. It just doesn't feel like it's earned because, yeah. you know, I don't I don't know what, you know, they think about this. So and they're the ones that, you know, accomplished it. So this isn't going to land as well as it should, because even though I like the general idea of it, it it just didn't feel like it was it was necessary, frankly. Yeah. And that's where I think I was with this issue, like the intent. I'm sure like in the room, like, hey, I've got this idea about this average. I mean, you, you just nuts. I mean, I nutshelled it and you did, too. But I, I don't know how Bart feels. I mean, I know how Bart and Connor feel about there's something screwy with the universe and we don't know how or when. Is this the future or the past? I think that's in a, another issue or two. But after this huge DC event that just happened, I don't know how Tim feels about it. 
So when this girl as well as me, I don't know about going out and giving water. That's great. But it's not like Tim drinks the bottle of water and says, oh, my gosh, we were barely hanging on by a thread. I, I thought this was all over. There's there's no exposition to that other than you telling me that she's doing something really good. She is, but for no other reason other than her dad says so and because we're told that – you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. It's – you know, we're being told how they feel by in dialogue but we don't actually you know see how they feel we don't we don't see what the actual emotional impact was i will say that this issue gave us one of the most unintentionally hilarious sequences <laughs> i've read in quite some time it's i don't know if it's the one you're thinking of i'm pretty sure it is it's the one that we should think is super cool right where batman and Drake are talking in the background. Technically, that's (laughs) not what Batman calls him. Right. Uh, (laughs) But, and then you see Superboy and Impulse in the foreground, just kind of, you know, like, what what are they talking about? But I don't know what it is. But that fourth panel where Tim is just looking sullen and Mm -hmm. Batman is walking off, I cannot imagine that in any way except for. Batman walking off from this, you know, emotional conversation going clunk, 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 because <laughs> he's in this huge armor. And I can just imagine, you know, <laughs> just in making this, you know, after this really supposed to be, you know, emotional, it's, it's the first time, you know, Tim and Bruce have seen each other in a while. Right, right. And it's and then seeing that, but then you know Batman just walking off and then making all the noise in the world is hilarious to me, and I don't think it's supposed to be. No, not at all. And that that was the same thing I had. Like, and a, another thing, like this isn't earned. Yes, it's not earned because a scene like this can work. Like, we're not supposed to know what. Bruce says to Tim, other than probably, A, get out of that UPS uniform. B, your last name cannot be your superhero name. And I I wanted to have a C just to be funny. But there could be some clunk, 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 clunk. clunk. (laughs) I'm going to find some sound effect. I'm going to. Uh, and I'm going to do it under us talking through this whole section. Just to, Please. <laughs> but it's, again, like, you can look at this panel and this page. You could hand this page to somebody and go, oh, wow, what are they talking about? There's nothing in this setting up like, boy, when Tim finally gets back, you can go, well, this could have been the issue, and I think it probably was, Alfred might have just died. So this could be the first opportunity that Bruce has to tell Tim that Alfred is dead. Maybe that's why he looks sad. Yeah. But there's no there's no context here. There's no point in the story where Tim says, oh, we're back. I got to check in with Alfred. I got to get a hold of Bruce. He's probably worried sick to where I am. It's just, it's almost... An, an anagrams or an allegory yeah. for the entire series. Nothing is happening from any of these panels that's supposed to connect any heartstrings for Connor, especially for the two people looking at it, Impulse and Superboy to go, wow, that's heavy. You know, I don't know what's said, but you could totally feel it. It's not there. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, most of the you know beats in here are like that. You know, seeing Cassie with Wonder Woman, it's like, um, okay, cool, right? You know, uh, like I said, I'm not a big you know, huge, what, what do they call it on Let's Go? Flash appreciator. Flash appreciator. <laughs> I think they call it Flash fan. And it's like, Matt Ritchie uh, is that, so mad at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't dislike the Flash. It's no, I, never I, really I, got, yeah. I, I just never, it's just a, a lore that I've not gotten into. But, I mean, I can appreciate how, you know, Bart kind of sort of officially meeting his, you know, what is it, like great-grandfather? Uh, yeah. For the first time, at least in this timeline, how that should be like an emotional gut punch because it's like, oh my gosh, they finally managed. But, but there, I mean, there's nothing there. At the very least, you know, back when the original Young Justice series was around, you know, there were Robin, Superboy, and Impulse titles that were being published. And I'm pretty sure even in Wonder Woman, Cassie Sandsmark was a supporting character in that book for a while before she became Wonder Girl. So, you know, that there is context for why we should feel this way about these characters whereas here this is the only time we've seen most of these characters for the past several years so and and then if this book isn't giving it to us that without their own solo series or anything like that we're not getting any idea of their you know mental state their personalities anything like that so we don't know how we should feel about it in this other than I know who they are and what I should be thinking, but I'm not feeling that right now. Yeah, well said. I think that's moments that we've been longing for, like Superman showing up and telling Connor, like, hey, we're going to go back to the Fortress of Solitude so so we can figure this out. Should be uh, very impactful. And there's little you know, editor's notes throughout this. See Action Comics for the House of Kent to see what awaits next. There was nothing drawing me over to that book to go, I got to see where this goes, other than Connor going, I got to talk to Superman. Because I I don't even still really know who Connor is yet in this book, and we're 17 issues into it because we're still trying to figure out how the heck is Connor can't even even back in this universe other than, well, because of some shenanigans from Star Labs. But it's like even... Even if uh, if you've been keeping up with action comics, with like the House of Kent and everything that is supposed to tell this story, you barely get any more of it. Because, mm. I mean, Bendis' writing style is just so – I don't know if like broad, decompressed, whatever is the right word for it. But it's tr- trying to trade on what you should be feeling and just going from there without actually – you know, earning it because, like, yeah, I want to think that it's awesome that Connor Kent is, you know, reuniting with the the Kents, who may or may not be aware of who he is, but then they kind of realize who he is. I mean, that was the beautiful thing in, uh, you know, the Rebirth one shot. You know, with Wally, you know, running around and trying to get somebody who knows who he is so he could still exist. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, almost just fading away completely before Barry remembers. And then the two of them embrace. It's like, I mean, I have friends who have never read a Flash comic, have no real context to know 
or even care, you know, the difference between Barry Allen and Wally West, but they read it and almost, you know, burst into tears just because it was so masterfully done. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and then, but then, you know, in action comics, like you see the Kents, you almost get there. Like I almost got there. I was like, okay, I almost feel, you know, like the little warm fuzzies, but even then it's, it's not, it, it's just not quite grabbing me the way it should. Yeah. And I think the other character, and I've, I've got two people to, to mention here uh, before we get out of this issue, is Naomi. That, and, and I didn't read her solo series, and I think that is kind of the problem with Tim, not so much, but kind of, but definitely Bart, Cassie, and basically everybody else. There's no other book where they're featured to play anything off of like tim loosely will appear in detective or batman yeah maybe a panel or two a a panel but there's there's no story for them where in the 90s tim had his own book connor had his own book and you know impulse that and even cassie to some degree was was out there in and among stuff so when you get to the team book like there's a lot of heavy weight lifting that Bendis has to do. And I really think this book could have and should have been just the four principal characters of Robin, Wonder Girl, Impulse, and Superboy, and maybe add in Jenny. And and, and that had been just it, because he's trying to juggle so, so much when you've got to cover so much backstory. And I think Tim, Connor... And Cassie get the lion's share of history building, and even that's done pretty loose. And the other person that has been absent from the last two books and is not in a single panel is Amethyst. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're right. Where the heck has she been? I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be she's back in Gemworld because she has her own miniseries right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, good point. I mean, I didn't really notice it, but that's not necessarily great. It's like I completely let it slip by that supposedly one of the core, you know, members of this this team was not there and I didn't notice it until just now. Yeah. And I didn't notice it I think until issue 18, which is where I think we're about ready to go here. So um, I hope you're sticking with this, folks. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, like, Batman 66, the best is yet to come. Yes. But, but, but probably not in this series <laughs> of issues. I mean, I, I, probably, like, the, the biggest thing, I'll, I'll save it for, 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 final, for final thoughts here. So do you have anything else left for uh, 17 before we go on? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think that's all the gas in that tank. Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Rob here. This is where we're going to end this particular episode in typical ELYJ fashion. Jay and I had a three-hour recording session to cram all of these issues in and the upcoming uh, Young Justice 1998 series that we're getting back into. So we thought this would be a good placeholder. And when we come back on episode 20, we will take a look at issues 18, 19, and 20, the final issue of the Brian Michael Bendis-led Young Justice series. And then we are back to the classic 1998 and have some really cooler things on the horizon for the other avenues of Young Justice, be it the TV series that we're getting ready to have season four come out very soon on HBO Max. 
Uh, there's some talk of us doing maybe some video game stuff with Young Justice because there was a video game. And then the cartoon series as well has tie-in comics. So plenty of good Young Justice stuff to get back to. But like I said, this is where we're going to end this episode for the show. Come back next month in 2021. Can you believe that? 2021. So this will be the final episode of the year and closing out 2020 uh, as kind of a downer and a bummer as 2020 was. We're not sure what the horizons go look like for DC and for our young justice boys and girls. But for this show in 2021, we're going to get back to some positivity okay, maybe we've got one more show in 2021 of the 2020 version of Young Justice. So we'll wrap that up in January of 2021 and give our final thoughts on that. And then it's back to 1998, folks. So on the behalf of Jay, this is Rob. You've been listening to the BatmanUniverse.net, but more importantly, you've been listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice. Thank you for a great year, and we will see you next year in 2021. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice Podcast. We are part of the BatmanUniverse.net podcasting network. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can do so a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELYJ Podcast. We are also on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ELYJ Pod. You can email under the show at ELYJ Podcast at Yahoo.com and we will read your comments on the air. If you listen to the show on iTunes, leave a review there. That will help spread the word of the show, and we will read your review as well. Now, if your mode has been crashed, or if you feel a bit whelmed by the show, no infringement was intended. All music and sound clips belong to their respective copyright holders. These are just to illustrate and enhance your listening experience. No coinage is, was, or will be made by this show. Our wife said so. All characters discussed on the show belong to DC Comics. The opinions on this show belong to the two chatterboxes alone. Not that anyone else does, but if you want your voice heard, let us know why everyone loves Young, young Justice. Justice.